Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Did you hear Tom Brady retired? <laughs> we made it like 96 minutes yesterday before talking about it. Uh, we are now going to talk about it for about an hour here today, but we will hear the perspective of the only person that consistently talks about Tom Brady around here, Carol and the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports. That's part of a jam-packed Thursday. Welcome in. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Uh, I think we're not on the tube at the current moment, but we will be on the TV uh, if we can, as soon as we can. Uh, but either way, no matter how you're tuning in, no matter how you're listening, uh, thanks so much for being here. I am Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio uh, here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for the better part of 15 years, and happy to say so. Carol and Chickadoes No Sports will kick off hour number two, but before we get there, we have a jam-packed first hour, all sorts of Big Sky Conference conversations coming up. We, first and foremost, have three times a lady, three, uh, I guess we got two four-packs and a two-pack to Grizz Men's Hoops, eight total tickets, two four-packs to tonight's game against Northern Colorado. The Bears in town take on the University of Montana men. And then Saturday, Northern Arizona in town. I hear both those games tip at 7 p.m. from Dahlberg Arena. So stay tuned, 406-888-1029. That's the number you're going to want to remember. We will give you two chances here in the first half an hour to win tickets to tonight's game and then another chance to close out our number one to win tickets to Saturday's game during that uh, giveaway, that... uh, prevalence of opportunities to win Grizz ticks. We'll hear from Travis Secure, the head coach of the University of Montana men's team. We'll also hear from Deshaun Thomas, his debut here uh, on ESPN Radio, a former Colorado State transfer who had one of the, the best games of his college career and uh, arguably his best game as a Grizzly this last weekend in a win over Portland State. About 4.30, we'll hear from Danny Sprinkle, the head coach of the Montana State men. They host Northern Arizona tonight and the Northern Colorado on Saturday. And then to round out our number one, we'll hear from Lori Payne. She's a Haver, Montana native and the uh, head coach of the Northern Arizona women. They are one of the best teams in the big sky this year. Uh, so we'll catch up with Lori a little bit. And then we'll hear from Carolyn Chicken Doesn't Know Sports. And then about 5.30, one of the best basketball players in the state of Montana, Connor Dick. He is a senior at Missoula Hellgate. He has been one of the great athletes in the state of Montana the last couple of years. Standout quarterback for the Knights football team. But uh, an even better basketball player, at least on the high school level. He actually might translate. His highest potential might be in football. Um, But as of right now, he is certainly one of the the best basketball players in the state of Montana. And he's got Missoula Hellgate sitting there uh, in the mix for the Western AA title. And their game against Helena High on Saturday will be a huge one uh, in determining who is the best in the West. So Connor Dick, Missoula Hellgate will join us about 5.30. That's your show, Outlook, presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have, give Brent and his team a call today. Coulter Nuanas, Nuanas Now. You want to stream the show, ESPN MT app, or on the station website, 1029ESPN.com. And again, the phone number if you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. We got Grizz Ticks. All hour number one coming up. So uh, stay tuned. 
There's your digits. And uh, you can also text that number if you want to be a part of the show, want to be a part of the conversation. you got questions, comments, uh, anything like that. 888 uh, Before we dive into some Grizz hoops, how about some Grizz football news? I had actually heard rumblings of one of the two of these. The other one I didn't know was a possibility, but here we are where uh, it seems like eligibility never ends. And, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot to that. I think some, in, in some ways it's great. Uh, in some ways you have that, the ability to, to fortify your roster uh, or, you know, not have as much roster turnover during these uh, college eligibility uh, extensions because of the pandemic. Uh, but I don't know. I don't want to get into anything but just the news of the day. The news of the day is that Chris Walker – who was a starter at left tackle for, uh, I believe, all 13 games for the University of Montana a year ago, former transfer from Nebraska. He and kicker Nico Ramos, who came to Montana by way of Cal after also making a stop at Princeton, both those super seniors will be super-duper seniors next year. They each are granted uh, extra years of eligibility. Uh, I think Walker, that stems from an injury he had early on in his career, so basically he got granted the extra year because of a, a medical situation, I believe. And then Ramos, uh, I, I think there was an injury somewhere in there as well. It's hard to track because Ramos scored some points and was a standout at Princeton as a freshman. Then he transferred to Cal. And he didn't record any statistics. He hardly played. So it's kind of hard to track what was going on with him. But either way, both those guys back. Um, Andrew, what, what do we think of this? There's two sides to this to me. On one hand, these guys are veteran guys that have FBS credentials, and both of them have experience now in games for the Grizz. Particularly Walker, you know, I mean, he he was the starter all, all eleven game or all thirteen games, I guess, last year for Montana at left tackle. Uh, I also think that he he sort of struggled, and he was only an okay player on the offensive line for the Grizz. That said. You know, maybe it's indicative of they don't have anybody better than him to come in, so that's a good thing for the Grizz that he's coming back. And also, though, uh, in the, to the guy's credit, he spent the last four years playing defensive line. And to me, when I watched him as a, a line, you know, fundamentals evaluator, most of what he was missing was just fundamentals and reps. So maybe he also has a bunch of upside uh, as he gets into playing uh, another season at offensive tackle. So I mean, where are we at in terms of this impact to the Grizz? Well, the reason I think it's a good thing for the Grizz Coulter uh, is because, like you said, they're not really blocking anybody. They don't have young players in these positions who are coming up, who are people who you're expecting to be, you know, three-year starters, and, and you want to get that era sort of going with yeah. the Grizz, right? You don't right. have that really at offensive tackle. Well, so, I mean, my thought was sometimes we see this, the the, the quote-unquote blind side that's so famed because of the book. Um, and, and also the story that goes along with it. But, I mean, the premise of the book, other than Michael Orr and his rise through the SEC to the NFL, is also just sort of the, the, that's a microcosmic example of how important left tackles have been in the modern era of football. I mean, obviously, the, the whole sort of tipping point was Lawrence Taylor smashing Joe Theismann on Monday Night Football and breaking his leg. High priority on left tackles since then. Uh, but I think that that's a, a little bit less important as it used to be because you roll quarterbacks out so much, especially in the college game. Uh, but more importantly, we've seen a lot of times young offensive tackles break in at right tackle because it's a little bit easier to learn, and then they switch over to left tackle. Uh, you know, Mitch Broad at Montana State comes to mind, a four-year starter. I just wonder if that was going to be their plan for Brandon Casey, and so if you wonder if this maybe, uh, I don't want to say put a roadblock in it, but delays that for, for a moment in time. Well, the reason I think it's not Coulter is because if it were, he wouldn't be here, right? You see that all the time. Sure. You, you tell him, this is our plan. We're gonna, we want to move Brandon Casey over to left tackle and play him there for a couple of years. We've got young players coming up. There's not going to be a spot for you anymore. I think that's the way it would have worked out if he wasn't in their plans as the starting left tackle for another year. And in terms of Ramos, it's interesting, too, because Bobby Howe, during fall camp, snapped at me. And, and was when I asked him about replacing Kevin Macias, who made, what, I think 17 or 18 straight field goals uh, to end his senior year in 2021. They had to replace him. They also had to replace Brian Buscini, their punter, who grad transferred, or I guess not even grad transferred, straight up transferred to Nebraska. Uh, and, and Coach Alex said, well, how have we been at specialist throughout my career? And I said, well, almost always good. And he was like, yeah, exactly. So it's not an issue. But... And, and make no mistake, Patrick Warbach slid into punter and was outstanding for the Grizz. 
But last year, and, and I'm not putting this all on Ramos, their field goal unit left a lot to be desired. I mean, they, they missed about half their kicks, and they got a handful of kicks blocked. And when challenged about it, Bobby Houck said, you know, that's a, an offensive uh, issue or a defensive unit issue, not a special teams issue. Regardless, uh, where are we at just in terms of the, the return of a veteran kicker for the Grizz? Well, I think that another year of working with Bobby Houck and of Bobby Houck working with that unit will probably be good for Nico Ramos and, and good for the field goal unit. You have to remember they were breaking in a new long snapper last year, That's too. True. Grayson Pybel, who was, a, who was a freshman last year, but a redshirt freshman. I just think that um, probably getting him another year with the same kicker yeah. is probably going to be a positive as well. Well, and that's the other thing that people forget. Nico Ramos joined the squad, I think, in, in midsummer, maybe late summer. And so he only, by the time he's kicking in games in September and October, he's only had a couple months of time to train with sort of the, 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 the unit, the, the battery, so to speak, for the field goal kicking. Now, by the time they roll into next season, they'll have had nine months of training. You can make a lot of progress as sort of a, a snapper, holder, and kicker, right? Right, and again, that's something that Ramos has never really had in his career either because he's never been the guy. He wasn't right. the guy at Cal. He wasn't the guy at Princeton. Right. He's never really had that space of working with the, like you said, snapper, holder, kicker, and and sort of the uh, the chemistry between those guys and the timing between those guys is so important. So I think it's, I guess the other thing with these guys coming back, Coulter, is if, if one of the young guys does surprise in fall camp and suddenly Chris Walker's not the best option at left tackle anymore, yeah. I don't think this is a staff that's going to be reluctant to make that move, right? Totally. So it's a move with only upside for Montana, right? In my opinion. Maybe not huge upside, but I don't think you're... I don't think you're hurting yourself with these guys coming back. I, I totally agree. And, and this is not to demean or, or uh, say anything about those two young men. I think that they both uh, have the – if they maximize their individual ceilings, they are both good to very good players. And, and there's a lot I can say just about the uh, Chris Walker. I mean, if it was me, if I was, it was up to me with their zone blocking scheme and what they do, I'd put him at guard because he's a big, strong, athletic guy. He just sometimes gets out on an island a little bit, and his leverage point, you can tell he's been playing D-line because he, he goes forward quite a bit. But that's a guy you love to have on your team. He's get-off-the-bus first guy. I mean, he's way older than most of the guys in the room. He's going to set the tone in the weight room. Have you seen this guy? He's like a frightening individual. He is so physically impressive. And, and so his upside, you know, if he can figure out the fundamentals and they can use him properly, uh, I think there is a lot of upside there. And, and Rainbows, again, I think that the operation within the battery uh, could be good as well. We'll give you some more Grizz football and some Grizz hoops debate here uh, in a little while. But first, Travis DeCure, Deshaun Thomas, a couple of the, the softest talking men in America. <laughs> no, but, but really, uh, fun interviews coming up with those two, caught up with those guys down there at Dahlberg Arena on Wednesday. We also have a whole bunch of tickets for you. How about... Four-pack to tonight's game against Northern Colorado, 7 p.m. tip. Uh, this is preseason number two versus preseason number three. Both these teams are sort of stuck in the bottom half of the standings right now. But you're going to see some really talented players in this game. So we got a four-pack of tickets. Call right now. Call number three, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Kind of with Travis DeCure earlier today. Here's that interview. This Saturday, what'd you like about what you guys did, and how how are you guys able to finish that game? It was a back and forth game, but you guys came up down the stretch. We played together. We stuck together on both sides of the ball. Um, when you do that, and your mojo is positive, you tend to have things bounce your way more often than not. And I think that's what we've been missing with some of these other close games. Um, the ball moved regardless to the situation. Did I make the last shot? Not make the last shot. Um, but the biggest thing I think for us was that we defended together. Um, and when we do that, it carries over an offense. I listened to your post game with Riley. You're talking about Deshaun getting going on defense instead of on offense. Usually he hits a three early, but instead he had three block shots. How much is that just important for that team defense you're talking about? It's huge. It has to be the frame of mind that you're in if you want to win. Your offense should never affect your defense. Uh, your defense can always carry you into offense, whether it's transition or it provides you with better shots. But also it just gives you a sense of uh, you know, positivity within the group when you're getting stops, you're getting rebounds, and you're getting multiple possessions. Uh, and I think that's the biggest thing for us. And we set the tone on the defense side of the ball. We typically get off to better starts. Some of those uh, half-court looks when Bannon was playing on the ball a little bit, that gives you kind of a, a unique mismatch. What do you like about that, especially when him and Deshaun are kind of working off each other? I love it. And, you know, we, we've gone to it a few times earlier in the year. It was when Witt was out. Yeah. 
um, with injuries. And then at Northern Colorado, went to a week, was still sick, um, and, and just hadn't really been himself for that week. So that kind of got us through that game. So we flirted with it a little bit here and there. Um, and we've tamped, we've tinkered with it over the years in practice, but just hadn't really pulled it out. Uh, he's continued to work on some of those things. But when he spreads the ball the way he did um, Saturday, we're, we're explosive offensively. And we'll keep looking at that. When he is your leading scorer, your leading rebound, your leading assist guy, all that, I mean, how, how important is Josh Bannon to, to this team's success? Well, his versatility is huge. And when you have guys that can play so many different roles, it allows others to be successful while on the floor with them, right? You can base his role based on the other four guys that are on the floor. Um, Whitney's a ball-dominant player, so we'll play him in the post when he's with Whit and Whit's out. So then handle it a little more. Uh, that creates depth. But, but also, when his shot's not going, um, it still allows him to uh, be effective on the offensive side of the ball uh, and allows the team to still be effective. Josh Vasquez, it seemed like he's stepped up lately, too. He's shooting the ball really well, but also, again, on the defensive side, playing well, too. A bit more aggressive. Um, I, I think that when he set the tone defensively a few weeks back, it carried over to the offensive side of the ball, put less pressure on, feeling like you've got to make threes to have a good game. He's finding ways. I mean, at one point, he was leaving some blocks. Um, so when he's scrapping and defending and, and, and making plays on the defensive side of the ball, I think he doesn't think as much about the offense, and that's when the, the hoop gets big. Down here at Dahlberg Arena, University of Montana head men's basketball coach Travis DeCure joining us. Midpoint now, so making the turn into the second half of Big Sky Conference play. So what changes when you see teams for the second time? Not a lot. I, you know, obviously we might tweak something that we didn't think we did well uh, on either side of the ball, and, and they'll do the same, but we won't know what that is until we play. Um, one of the things that jumps out right now is that so many teams are defending everyone so differently that you can't really even watch Northern Colorado versus Eastern Washington, Northern Colorado versus NAU, and say, this is what they're going to do when they show up here. Um, and so a lot of it is just go out, play, and then make your adjustments as you get a feel for what it is they're doing. I've noticed that, too. Is there anything you can point to as to why there's so many different diversity and so much diversity in the defensive schemes? It does seem like every team has a vastly different way of defending different teams in this league. It's personnel-driven, yeah. and, and this is one of those leagues. There's good coaches in this league, and um, guys are trying to coach their guys up. They're trying to get more out of uh, a roster that might not be as talented as others, and so you, you scheme it, and this is a conference full of schemes. So many new faces in, on this team and, and in this league, so do you expect sort of improvement in that element, both from your squad and, and from around the league, just teams being more familiar with each other, having more continuity? Yeah, I think there's some other teams that can can continue to improve. Sure. But I don't know that the other teams have had the issues we've had sure. with guys not being available. So they've had 70 practices together. They've played 20 games together. We haven't. We, we've probably had 40 practices together. And I think we've probably played a third of our games with everyone available. So... Um, I think we're dealing with something a little different than what some of the other teams are dealing with. And, and there's time, um, but the clock ticks. So hopefully we have found a solution and we continue to improve through that this week. Watching Northern Colorado between Coach Linder and Coach Smiley didn't look like they changed much systematically. Do they look any different this year uh, now that Steve's been there for a couple of years? No, I, I think that there's a lot of tendencies as a program that they were successful with that they'll continue to do until they feel like they need to change. I, I think that Smiley's put his personality on some things offensively and found a way uh, to get production from maybe more than just one or two guys. Um, I, I think in the past they've been a team that one guy is very ball dominant and then someone else probably caught it and shot it. Um, Smiley's found a way to, to get production with three ball handlers. Um, I think that's the one area they've kind of changed a little bit. But it's still the same system. They're just spreading it out a lot. I mean, Dalton Connect, Dalen Kuntz, and, uh, and Matt Johnson are all veteran players in this league that can play on the ball. So is that the key for what Northern Colorado does? Correct. Uh, ball-dominant team. Um, and all their experience is in their backcourt. They just don't have a lot of experience in the front line. And when you have so many young players, you, you want to make their job easy. Finish, rebound, shoot open shots, and then let the other guys create. Um, and it's a creator's offense. So um, when you've got so many upperclassmen in the backcourt, you're going to play through them. And they're their best players, you know. Um, you know, Connect is probably the best offensive player in the league right now in terms of how he's playing these last couple of months. And so you're going to try to keep the ball in his hands as much as possible. They are playing a couple different guys off the ball and on the ball as well. Northern Colorado in town tonight, by the way. Here on Nuanas Dallas, Travis DeCure, Grizz Men's basketball coach. 
If you want to go to the game tonight, call us right now, 406-888-1029. Got a four-pack of tickets uh, for the UNC game here in Missoula. Bears have won four out of their last five trips to Dahlberg Arena. That's one of the best streaks, honestly, probably in the history of visiting teams coming to Missoula. That's the only Colorado's had a Montana's number. Can they do it again tonight? We'll see. You want a four-pack of tickets? 406-888-1029. The system's pretty defined. Jeff Linder was there for a handful of years, and then Steve Smiley, who was his assistant, took over. And uh, they've they've wanted to play primarily one of their best players on the ball. And they did this with Andre Spite. They did it with Jordan Davis. Uh, They did it with Jonah Radabaugh for a moment in time. Uh, They did it last year with Dalen Kuntz. Koontz led the league in scoring last year, former Colorado transfer. Well, then this year they've been playing Connect, Dalton Connect, a former junior college transfer on the ball more. He's averaging 20 points a game. But Taylor Koontz is still averaging 15 points a game. And Matt Johnson's a six-year senior who's got a ton of experience in this league. So Northern Colorado, only 2-7 and seven in league play, and yet they got a lot of weapons. Deshaun Thomas is coming off of one of his best games of his Grizz basketball career. He had 25 points, hit five three-pointers, and also... Got himself going a little bit. Three block shots in the first couple minutes as Montana went to Portland State and won 73-67. That snapped a three-game losing streak for the Grizzlies. And uh, so they're going to try to continue their winning ways tonight. Uh, call us right now, 888 if you want tickets to the Northern Colorado-Montana game tonight. In the meantime, caught up with one of the Grizz new starters. Uh, down here at Dahlberg Arena, time for our Grizz Star of the Week. We're here with Deshaun Thomas, Colorado State transfer, and now at the midpoint of the Big Sky Conference season. Deshaun, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How you doing? Good. Uh, first of all, tell us about Saturday. Uh, great start for you that turned into a great game, but I think you set a career high in blocks before the game was even two minutes old. So how much did that spark you against Portland State? Uh, definitely the defensive end sparked me. Uh, just being a defensive force, got my team going and got myself going, which translated to the offense. You're such a good shooter, and Travis talked about in the post game that uh, he's trying to get you to ignite yourself with your defense, right? So, have you sort of made that turn in, in terms of like trying to get yourself going on the other end? Yeah, these last couple of games, I was just trying to just uh, apply my will on the defensive end, just a, a little bit more to get everybody going. If we get stops, the offense is going to take care of itself. You shot the ball well uh, in conference play, but you were really feeling it on Saturday. Did you know in the warm-ups that you were shooting the ball well uh, on Saturday night? Uh, man, honestly, I just went through my normal routine and just it was just a flow through the flow of the game. I got I knew before the game I was going to get open looks the way they guarded. So just playing through the flow of the game, just letting the game come to me. You guys can give a, a different look than most teams in the Big Sky with you and Josh Bannon playing in the front court. So how much do you think that is a mismatch, especially when you're passing like you were on Saturday? Uh, definitely, we can give teams uh, issues with my, myself and Bannon. And, um, just we're still learning to play together, and we're going to continue to get better. And uh, myself, just with his with his passing and my passing, we're uh, just between each other. We're we're, uh, we're we'll be pretty special. When uh, when you put Bannon on the ball in the half court, it seems like that opens up your guys' offense. What's different when he's playing on the ball uh, in the half court offense? Uh, just a different look. He's he's six ten uh, with the ball in his hand. So just that alone is pretty is pretty different for this for this conference. And just we have so many different looks we can get out of that with him with the ball in his hands. Deshaun Thomas here on our Grizz Star of the Week, ESPN Radio. What's your first year in the Big Sky been like for you? You're at the halfway point, so now you've seen everybody. So what have you thought just of the competition so far? I like it. It's real competitive. It's way more competitive than I thought, like, especially just going there, like, playing the Idahos and Idaho states that I've never played before, just just different teams. And just every every game has been pretty competitive no matter what. So just taking every game, just not taking every game lightly, just every game is, is a must-win game. You got your brother on the squad, too. I know he's redshirting this year, but uh, what's that like being on the same team as your little bro? Oh, that's different. That's, that's It's really fun, and a lot of times I don't even forget that, oh, wow, my brother's here, and that's pretty That's pretty cool. Well, he's redshirting, but in practice he talks he talks a lot of trash in practice. So just just that back and forth is pretty cool. It's been an interesting conference season for you guys as a team. Uh, lost a couple close ones, uh, but bounced back in a big way. So, I mean, how big was Saturday just for you guys' confidence coming back home now? Uh, it was huge, just getting all of us together um, to get us all on the same page, and hopefully that win can can continue to uh, carry over to Thursday and Saturday, and we can just get on a little run here. You guys have been so good on Saturday. You need to get one on Thursday, right? So what's the primary points of emphasis for this Thursday with Northern Colorado coming to town? Just just our defense, just on the defensive end, just having that same energy we had Saturday so we can have that same defense to carry over. And offense, offensively, we're really talented, so we just need to focus on the defensive end. Just on a personal level and a school level, what do you think of Missoula? What do you think of the University of Montana? 
I love it. It's cool. It's real laid back and like how I am. Really just cool, laid back. Nothing too much going on. It's pretty up my alley, so it's been real cool. It's not that much different than Fort Collins, right? Definitely not. It's about the same. Honestly, yeah. it's about the same. Yeah, totally. This is John Thomas here uh, on ESPN Radio. Thanks for being here, man. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. We're catching up with DT. We'll debate some Grizz, some Cats. We'll also hear from Danny Sprinkle, Montana State head men's basketball coach, and Lori Payne. Northern Arizona head women's basketball coach. Before the hour uh, is over, you want tickets? We still got four more. Four-pack of tickets. Tonight's Grizz game against Northern Colorado, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029, p.m. tip from Dahlberg Arena. I'll just uh, take the – I'm going to the game, so I'll just take the uh, tickets right down there to Will Call for you. So call right now, 406-888-1029. Uh, and thanks to those guys, Travis DeCure. Deshaun Thomas for joining us here on Nuanez Now. More Big Sky Hoops talk, specifically Montana State men, right after this. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. College athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuanez here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. ESPN Radio. Heard this on the trail today as I was driving uh, around. Not my car, though. Don't worry. That's broken again. <laughs> different story for a different day. Don't want to talk about it. Uh, anyways, that that's a cool tune, though, and I didn't realize it was Phoenix. Phoenix has been around for a while, and uh, I didn't realize the guys at the trail love grooving to the Phoenix. So cool, uh, cool hearing from them. And uh, if you ever change the channel from here on ESPN Radio... You can always just scan one notch up the dial, uh, 103.3, uh, the trail, Montana's quality rock. Time now for our Montana State Minute. Montana State Minute presented by JNV Restaurant Supply. JNV Restaurant Supply, your home for everything kitchen. Got an upcoming family get-together, gathering, a trip, whatever. Uh, if you are hosting a big event, go check out JNV Restaurant Supply. They have locations in Bozeman, Billings, and Great Falls, plus you can visit them online at jvrestaurant.com. Each week, Danny Sprinkle, gracious enough to uh, give us 10 minutes of his time. The Bobcats, the defending Big Sky Conference, regular season and tournament champions, are again looking like a contender. They are two games back of Eastern Washington, but they are a game and a half ahead of everybody else in the league, alone in second place as we make the turn. Bobcats are 8-2 and two overall. Their only losses to Eastern Washington at home in Bozeman, the second conference game of the season, and then to Idaho on the road, uh, their third game in five days. So otherwise, the Bobcats have been good and sometimes great. Uh, Raekwon Battle has been outstanding. Uh, he has gone from the top reserve in the league last year to certainly one of the top players in the league. Averaged almost 26 points per game last week and uh, scored 32 against Sac State. And uh, MSU, uh, they've won now three in a row, including all three of those on the road. So Montana State playing some good hoops. Uh, we caught up with the head man earlier this week. Time now for a Montana State Minute. Checking in with Montana State men's hoops. The Bobcats back at home this weekend. We're joined now by Danny Sprinkle, the head coach of Montana State. And coach, thanks so much for being here. Uh, first, let's just go through uh, this last weekend. You guys sort of complete the first round of Big Sky Conference games. I know that uh, the Montana schools one game ahead of, of the sort of halfway pace. You got 10 games under your belt. Uh, but you saw yeah. Portland State and Sac State for the first time, and uh, you guys got wins uh, in each of those places uh, during the West Coast road trip. So uh, just take us through them. I mean, what'd you like about your team's effort, and uh, what'd you think of those two squads seeing them for the first time this year? Yeah, I, I really liked our guys 
our focus and kind of our attention to scout detail, um, which I, I think is very, very important in league, especially when you get to the end of January and you know now to the second round of league. And I thought our guys did a tremendous job, you know, taking care of the basketball in both games, uh, which is very critical on the road. And I thought our toughness, you know, I thought I thought we made some really tough plays and effort plays. You know, it's something that, you know, even against Montana when we won, I, I didn't I didn't like our effort um, on some certain plays where I thought we kind of got out-efforted, and, uh, and we cleaned that up. And we're going to need that uh, also, again, this Thursday and Saturday if we want to keep winning. Those places, too, are, are interesting places to play. I mean, that new arena they got in Portland is pretty sweet. And I know you, you mentioned in your postgame Saturday after playing at the Nest, it was a good environment there as well. And Sac State's been very good at home. That was their first uh, home loss. So you, you mentioned, I mean, maybe you want more consistent effort, things like that. But also, anytime you can sweep a, a West Coast road trip, that's pretty darn good. So what would you just think of your guys' ability to sort of handle the environments and, and handle those new places to play? Yeah, no, no question. Uh, you know, the Viking Pavilion, I think that's what they call it. I mean, that's a beautiful mid-major arena. I mean, it's the perfect size. It's straight up and down. Um, they had a great crowd there that night. Like, it got loud um, in the second half when they kind of made their run. And uh, that it kind of shocked me because I didn't – once the game starts, I don't even look up in the crowd. But it, it filled in pretty good. And uh, it was tremendous. And then we had, a, we had a great, you know, alumni group and former football players and basketball guys out there. And uh, so we had, we had a great support group out there in Portland too. And then obviously at Sacramento State, you know, you mentioned it. You know, they hadn't lost there all year. And, you know, Coach David Patrick's done an unbelievable job. They got a good team. Both those teams are good, you know, but like they got some high major transfers that are that are really talented and they're big, they're physical, they defend. And uh and that place was rocking. You know, like I said, I I had to give credit to the Hornets Nest. You know, they you know, Coach Patrick's done a great job bringing that culture in there and getting fans excited. And the place was packed. Now it's only whatever fifteen hundred people, but it was loud and and uh it, it is a fun basketball environment. Dave Sprinkle joining us here on Nuanas Now, our Montana State Minute, presented by JNV Restaurant Supply. And Coach, one place that you guys uh, often have matchup advantages is on the block, in the post, because you have one of the best big guys uh, on the West Coast, honestly, in Jabril Bello, but also great Osabar has made great strides as well, and, and he's really good uh, on the block himself. But yet, yeah, went against one of the biggest guys I've ever seen in the big sky in Callum McCray. I don't know how many 7-1, 265-270-pound dudes have ever graced the big sky conference. So what do you think of your guys' ability? to kind of embrace that challenge and is you think that's good for them to, to sort of go against a guy that maybe is even bigger than they are yeah you know and he causes a lot of matchup problems for a lot of teams you know he he's so big but he's skilled and he's got great touch you know around the basket you know he does you know he like i said he's he can dribble he's 7-1 but he knows how to crab dribble and get closer to the basket so when he shoots it you know he's always usually five six feet from the rim and once he shoots it he kind of takes another step forward so you can't box him out, and you're buried under the rim. So even if he does miss it, he just gets it and tips it right back in because he's so big. Um, but he does a great job on the perimeter, too, in their offense, you know, with kind of their dribble handoff action and screening, um, you know, because he's so versatile. You know, there's not too many, you know, seven one. you know, I think they list him at 285 pounds. And uh, there's not many guys that size with his skill level, not only in the country, but in the world doing that. No doubt about it. Let's talk then uh, just about sort of the midpoint of the season. I mean, you guys sit here at 8-2. and two, uh, You're alone in second place. Eastern Washington has been outstanding, winning 12 in a row, including 10 straight Big Sky Conference games. They sit uh, alone in first place. Uh, but now how uh, we as we get into the second half of the Big Sky season and you're going to get to see uh, everybody again for the first time, or I guess for the second time now, uh, what do you think of just your team's status in the league and what are some of the challenges when you go see teams for the second time around? Yeah, I mean, I, I I like where we're at. I know we have a, a ton of room to improve, and we're going to have to improve. You know, the, this, the league is really good. Any given night, you can not only get beat, you can get blown out. I don't care who you're playing, teams one through ten. There's a ton of parity, and you got to be able to show up and be mature and be able to execute that night if you want to have a chance to win. Um, it is hard to win on the road, and we've done a, a solid job of that so far. Um, but we still got, you know, we still got three tough road games, too. You know, at Idaho State, Weber, and Eastern. And then, obviously, we got the five games at home uh, against five really good opponents. So, we're going to have to, you know, we, we got to have that, you know, like we've talked about, that mindset of improvement. And, you know, there's still a lot of stuff and gaps that we need to uh, we need to fill. 
when you talk about the depth of this league and, and some of the talent in this league, you, I mean, I think Northern Arizona, who you guys host on Thursday, is a great example, right? I mean, you got Jalen Cohn, one of the most explosive scorers in the league. Xavier Fuller, who's one of probably the best newcomers in the league. Carson Tout, who's yeah. kind of your junkyard dog, who does a lot of the dirty work for them. And, and they've only won two league games, but they are coming off a, a win over Northern Colorado. So uh, what do you think of the Lumberjacks? And do you think that's kind of sort of a, a testament to what you're saying, just the, the depth in this league? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it shows how good the league is. You know, but they've also had four losses, like, in the last minute of games. And so, you know, their record could very easily be flipped. And that's that's the same with a lot of teams in our league. You know, even Idaho, you know, Idaho State. Like, there's been a lot. There's so many close games in this league that it comes down to you got to do what Eastern Washington's done. You know, I think in, in their 10 wins, probably in five of them, they've hit threes in the last 30 seconds to, to win those games. And so they've made the plays and, and you know, all I worry about is the Bobcats, and we, we have to continue to make those plays in the last four minutes of games uh, to win. Improvements you want to see out of your team here during the second half? You know, we got to continue to, you know, we got to continue to keep getting a little better defensively. And I think we've made, you know, strides every week or every two weeks. Um, but, you know, it's going to come down to, you know, you got to defend if you want to win the championship in this league. Um, and then also, you know, shot making. Most of the games that we haven't been successful, we've, we've had good looks and we just haven't knocked them down. And, uh, you know, the, in February, like we always say, you know, that, that's when players make plays, you know, and it comes down to everybody knows what everybody's going to run and, you got to have guys step up and knock down shots and, and make the game-winning plays. Montana State at home this weekend, Northern Arizona and Northern Colorado in Bozeman. And, Coach, uh, last thing for you that I know that uh, you're not looking past NAU, but what do you think of then the Saturday matchup with Northern Colorado? I mean, another team that has some of the best players in the league. I mean, Dalen Kuntz was the leading scorer in the conference last year, and Dalton Neck is one of the leading scorers in the country this year. So uh, what do you think of that matchup on the horizon with the Bears? They're always dangerous because they can really score to basketball. They've always been able to do that from Coach Linder and Coach Smiley. Like, they always have guys on the perimeter that can really shoot the three and they can really score. And so you have to do a tremendous job guarding them, uh, which is a lot easier said than done. And then you got to make them work defensively, too, uh, because they're, they're, they're too dynamic offensively, like you mentioned. You know, I mean, they have two of the two guys who can score the basketball as well as anybody in the country. Uh, and then they also have Matt Johnson, who's a six-year point guard. You know, who's a tremendous shooter, you know, and he, you know, he's been a double digit scorer for a couple of years now in this league. And so, you know, our guys, they, they know Northern Colorado and, and have a lot of respect for them. And uh, we know we got to play, you know, really well on Saturday to have a chance to win that game too. Montana State Minute presented by JNV Restaurant Supply. Danny Sprinkle here on Nuanas Now. Bobcats host Northern Arizona and Northern Colorado this weekend. Coach, thanks for being here and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. You bet. Go Cats. Thanks to JV Restaurant Supplier for their continued support of the Montana State Minute. We'll transition out of talk about the men's league to talk a little bit about the women's league. Lori Payne, now in year six at Northern Arizona. She's a Haver, Montana native. One of the all-time great players in the history of the University of Washington as well. And she's got her team in contention for a first-round buy and maybe even a conference championship. And they got a huge weekend this weekend playing Montana State tonight, 6 p.m. from Flagstaff, and then they host Montana on Saturday. Uh, Lady Grizz are 6-2 in league, or 6-4, six, six excuse me, in league play. Montana State 8-2 in league play, and Northern Arizona 6-3 in league play. So all three of these squads will be contenders, and uh, we'll find a little bit of separation uh, this weekend. We'll hear from Lori Payne, Northern Arizona women's basketball coach, next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Like my brother always says, life is all about choices. (laughs) I got choices for you, though. We got free tickets. We're going to let you pick. We got a four-pack. I guess we have four tickets remaining for tonight's game between Northern Colorado 
and Montana and Missoula men's hoops. And then we got a pair of tickets to Saturday's game against Northern Arizona. The Grizz hosting NAU on Saturday. So if you call right now, you got your choice. You can pick two for tonight's game, four for tonight's game, or two for Saturday's game. Call right now, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Welcome back to What Is Now. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Feel a little electronic today. Uh, also, sorry if you're watching on TV or on the uh, stream. Sorry, I was just sitting on my computer. I was doing some social media on some of our other content and podcasts. Go check out Andrew Houghton's All Big Sky Mid-Season Picks and Awards. And you can also find our conversation about that exact same subject from yesterday's Nuana's now embedded uh, in those uh, stories. SkylineSportsMT.com. Also, subscribe to the Nuana's Now podcast and the Big Sky Breakdown podcast on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. We are into the second half now, the Big Sky Conference schedule, and a couple big ones for the Montana schools, both in the state of Montana and on the road. The lady basketball teams for both Montana and Montana State venture out on the road to start Big Sky Conference play, and they make the swing through northern Arizona and northern Colorado. A couple new travel partners here in the Big Sky. We're joined now by NAU head coach Lori Payne. Lori, thanks for being here. How are you doing? Of course. Thank you, Coulter. Uh, I'm doing great. Before we get to your squad and uh, just uh, these matchups this weekend, let's talk about the first half of Big Sky Conference play. I mean, what have you thought so far uh, just of the women's league in general, and, and how have you thought of your team's performance so far at the midpoint? You know, I think uh, this year of any of the years that I've been at NAU, there's there's more parity in the in the league this year on the women's side than there ever has been. You know, you look at the top of the standings right now, and it's uh, it's one of those that I think right now any of four or five teams could potentially win it, and there's kind of a, a logjam up there in the, the top. So, um, you know, we're happy with how our team's performing right now. Um, I think we've kind of gone through our ups and downs like most teams do throughout a season. Um, we have a lot of like, young kids playing, so you know we're trying to continue to give them experience and confidence, and hopefully they start to understand the, the long haul of a college basketball season. And, you know, I think they're, everyone's feeling the effects of, of that a length of season right now. Well, it's interesting, too, because you mentioned you look at the top of the standings, but then I look at the bottom of the standings and you see Idaho and Idaho State, who are two of the best programs in the conference, and, uh, you know, with some of the best players in the league, like Beyonce B and, and Callie Bourne, too. So, I mean, top to bottom, it seems like the league is pretty darn strong this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think there's any team that you can just assume you're going to beat on any given night, which which makes it a lot more competitive. Um, it makes scouting a lot more difficult, I think. But, um, you know, it's, it's great. I mean, any... I think any team in the league could win the, the conference championship. One of the most fun storylines last year was the fact that there was five new head coaches in the league, and now uh, all those head coaches are second-year head coaches, and I know you squared off with two of those squads last weekend against Eastern Washington and Northern Colorado and went to overtime with both, lost Eastern, but they bounced back for a nice overtime win uh, at Northern Colorado. So I guess that was uh, in the span of about a week, not the same weekend, but either way, your last two uh, outings. So what, what have you seen of just uh, in terms of those two teams sort of turning the corner here in year two, and what do you think of just uh, sort of that dynamic? Because it seems like all, all five of the teams under second-year head coaches are, are improved and competitive. Oh, absolutely. You know, and that's so good for the league just to, you know, have teams that, continually get better and obviously the the new coaches in the league are, are doing a great job um eastern is is by far the most improved team i mean they have some of the best players in the conference right now and and they're they seem to be playing really well um obviously they had a little setback with weber but you know they're a really solid deep team and i think that's really what catapults people into the the championship you know the long season conference championship is having that depth on your roster and there's definitely a handful of teams in this league that have a lot of depth um you know because at this point in the season there's you know injuries happen kids are you know those type of things and um, if you have depth on your roster like you can withstand some of some of those challenges and some of that adversity Lori Payne joining us here on ESPN Radio. She is the head coach of the Northern Arizona women's basketball team. Uh, they are uh, at home this weekend, hosting Montana State Thursday and Montana uh, on Saturday. Uh, coach, one of the features I'm working on this leading up to the Big Sky Tournament is just about um, some of the, the coaches in this league that were former point guards, like yourself and Trisha Binford and a couple <laughs> others come to mind, and the, sort of the extension you have on the floor with senior point guards. you got Reagan Skank, one of my favorite players in the league. Darren Wright is playing there at Montana State, so... I mean, how much comfortability does that give you? I mean, how much uh, how much stability does it give you when you know you have sort of a veteran leader at the point guard spot? 
I think it gives us a lot of stability. You know, Regan's a fifth-year senior, decided to come back for her fifth year this year, and she's really been one of the pivotal players that has um, turned this program around from when I, I took it over. Um, and so, you know, for, for us to have that relationship and, and build that trust throughout a five-year span is something that I think we're, we're definitely um, getting a lot of positivity from. I loved her when she first came out uh, just as a, a freshman. I, you could just see how much energy she had and, and how much enthusiasm she played with. How have you seen her grow, though? I mean, how have you seen her game sort of evolve and mature as she's gotten older? She's grown so much on and off the court. You know, you just see, um, especially this year, like her decision-making down the stretch has been pretty high, you know, and, and obviously she's um, given out the assist. She's a triple-double watch every single game almost because um, she does so many positive things on the floor and impacts the game in so many ways. Um, but, you know, her assist-to-turnover ratio is, is crazy. I mean, she is such a dynamic player that you know that's one of the areas that she has really improved on is lowering her turnovers and in the meantime increasing her assists and it's it's very impressive the numbers that she's putting up this year a couple of the uh, best wins for your squad so far in big sky play came when you came through montana early in the conference season and now you got the montana schools coming back so just tell us about thursday man what do you think of the matchup with the bobcats yeah, obviously, uh, MSU's sitting at the, the you know top of the conference, and it's it's going to be a battle. You know, the Montana Montana State weekend they're always tough home or away because you're dealing with you know two of the best best teams in the league um, on a consistent basis. So you know we're we're just going to put our our best effort forward. You know, hopefully our our scout you know does some some good things for our players to prep, and they're excited though. I mean, our players are, are definitely excited to have. Both teams back up here in Flagstaff, and, you know, we have a tough road. We have five games in ten days coming up, so we'll be on the road for a week after the Montana game, which is tough, but, you know, that's part of the, the grind of the Big Sky Conference and the travel schedule, and, um, you know, we're just hoping that things go in a positive way. And when it comes to Lady Grizz, you guys have played some thrillers lately. I mean, several of the last matchups with the Lady Grizz have been down to the wire, one- or two-point game. so why do you think it always is so close when you play Montana? Uh, they're just a really good team, you know, and we've been matched up with them so many times over my career here in the tournament and, um, you know, everything. So uh, they're, they're a really good team. And I think our players kind of see that as, as one of our, our rivalry schools a little bit. And, um, you know, you're going to get the, the best effort from both teams in that those big games. Lori Payne, Northern Arizona women's basketball coach here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Montana. Lori, thanks so much for joining us and best of luck this week. Of course. Thanks, Coulter. Appreciate it. All right, we got four more. Call us. Four pack of tickets, Northern Colorado at Montana tonight. 406-888-1029. If if I want, I guess I'm not trying to sell you on anything, but if if I was to sell you on this, I'd tell you, Dalton Connect is averaging over 25 points per, almost 25 points per game in in Big Sky Conference play. Northern Colorado, he's a leading scorer in the league. Dalen Kuntz was a leading scorer in the league last year. And Matt Johnson's a six-year senior who's one of the most knockdown shooters in the conference. Northern Colorado, uh, I would say the least of their problems is talent. They're going to be good. Uh, excuse me. They're going. They're going to be fun to watch. I think at least for moments in time, uh, particularly like in, individual plays. So call right now four zero six eight 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 one zero two nine. We only got about two and a half, three minutes left here. So I'm just going to give you quick hitters. Uh, just my thoughts on what I think. Just as straightforward as it can be in terms of what each of the four Division One teams from Montana need to do here in the second half of Big Sky Conference play. We'll start with the Montana State women because they are alone in first place. I think they just need to keep on being steady, and I think they need to continue to try to incrementally improve. I don't think the Bobcats are playing anywhere close to their best basketball right now, and they're still in first place. So, uh, I mean, th- that in itself shows you the depth, the talent, and uh, also just the winning mentality and the experience that they have. They are one of, if not the most veteran teams in the league. This group has won at a high level and gone dancing before already. Pretty much the exact same team that went to the NCAA tournament is back for Montana State. So I think they just need to keep on picking up wins no matter what and keep on gaining steam as we get closer uh, to the conference tournament. For the Lady Grizz, I think the lineup change last week was big time. Can they carry that over, though? Is Sac State a contender or pretender? I'm not sure, but I think that they're more toward the contender portion. But you got to affirm that that effort last week in sweeping Sac State and Portland State was was real, was valid, that the lineup change for the Lady Grizz 
was was valid. And then I think you also just need to continue to to coalesce, come together. Because Lady Grizz have three of the, the most uh, recognizable names in the league as some of their upperclassmen, and then they have some of the most talented freshmen in the league as their underclassmen. So I think Montana, they just need to continue to, to build the momentum that they bring from last weekend, and, and they need to make that a reality this weekend. Um, I think that they'll probably have a, an upper hand tonight in Greeley, but it's a big one in Flagstaff on Saturday for the Lady Grizz. On the men's side, for the men Grizz, they got to figure out what they want to be. Are they going to play in the half court through Josh Bannon and Deshaun Thomas? That's great. If so, then what are the roles for guys like Brandon Whitney, for Josh Vasquez? Is Anand Moody back and healthy? Because he's been in and out of the lineup for a, a multitude of reasons, most recently a head injury. I don't know if he's going to play tonight or not, uh, but, but where are you at? How do you get your core together, and what do you want to be? Are you going to get minutes from Mac Anderson or not? Is it going to be Lalu? Okay. Uh, you know, what are you going to do with Whitney? Are you going to play through Brandon Whitney, or are you going to play through Josh Bannon in the half court? What's the best mismatch? Bannon and Deshaun Thomas working this high-low big man game with a couple pick-and-pop shooters, or Brandon Whitney getting in the lane and distributing uh, to a bunch of shooters? I think both are adequate ways of, of going about it. You just got to decide which one you're going to be if the Grizz. And you got to figure out how to win at home on Thursdays. This is a huge one for the Grizz tonight, only because Northern Colorado's two and seven in league, and Montana has lost all their Thursday home games in league play. So they got to figure out a way to get on the board uh, on Thursdays at home games. And then for Montana State, I think they just need to continue to try to uh, maximize their talent because I do think their talent level, the MSU men, is superior to everybody else in the league. I think that. Raekwon Battle and Jabril Bello are two of the, the, what, four best players in the league? And I think that Darius Brown's one of the 12 or 14 best players in the league, maybe even one of the 10 or 12. Uh, so you have three high-level players, and you also have some pretty good depth. Can you add to that depth? Does Patrick McMahon come back and start contributing? What sort of minutes are you getting out of great Osobar? Uh, the Bobcats have the most talent. Can they then continue to try to maximize that, uh, that'll be a key for the defending Big Sky Conference men's basketball champions. Hour one in the book here at Nuanas Now. Hour two coming at you. Uh, Carolyn Chigodoso Sports. Plenty of laughs, plenty of Tom Brady talk, and a whole bunch more. That's next. Keep it right here. 102.9 ESPN Missoula. I am here with Catherine Delans of the Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions, that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those driver's actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com. 